Good Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. Sunday Rise. It's me, it's me, the big guy, KG. I have a special co-host with me today. She is, what, 10 months? 11. She is 10 months, and she has a command of the mic. Say hi. Say papa. Papa. Okay, now she mic shy. But I got my little meatloaf here with me. She trying to grab my headphones and everything. But uh, let's get into this. Um, if you haven't heard already, go back, check out the Sideline Junkie Saturday Night WrestleManiacs on YouTube, Facebook Live. It's also on every streaming platform. Last night's Royal Rumble recap. Uh, I'm still a little livid, still fuming. Um, the People's Choice Don Rodriguez tried to calm me down last night, but that wasn't happening. Uh, we're not even going to get into it because we got stuff to cover today. It's a new day, new dawn. So let's get into it. Um, NFL Championship Sunday. And I call it that because the conference championships today, other day, at one point in time, this is the end all to be all. You know, there was no Super Bowl. There was the NFL championship and the AFL championship, and that was it. Now, you have AFC and NFC, and AFC is up first. So AFC has uh, the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Chiefs are seven and a, a seven-point favorite. Fifty-four and a half is the over/under. Uh, Cincinnati coming into this game. Joe Burrow played well the last two games. Um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he, he he's doing Patrick Mahomes things. They beat Buffalo in a heartbreaker last weekend. BJ sent me something about 312 this morning, and I replied with the mad face, man, because uh, NFL finds Tyreek Hill for, for unflagged toning during touchdown. Tyreek Hill's touchdown last week, and I didn't even touch on it because I let BJ, you know, take a hold of his Buffalo segment. I let him take a hold of that game because that's his game. You know, that that was that's his his, his thing. And I, I said, nope, 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 brother. That's all you. I didn't make no comments on it because I was still upset. And it may seem like I get upset very easily and I get upset about everything. But um, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm I'm chill, but that no call for the taunting could have been the game for Buffalo. That because that would have came back, bring it back 15 yards, and let's do it again. You know, that's what it could have been, but it wasn't. It wasn't, and I'm like, how in the world did they let that slide to the point where now you're coming out a week later? And, oh, we're going to find Tyreek Hill. What the fuck is the point of the fine? There is no point. Point, point, there is no point. It means nothing that you find Tyreek Hill right now. It means absolutely nothing. So, NFL, miss me with the bullshit. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I'm, let me stop saying I'm sorry because I'm not sorry for a damn thing. I make no apologies for what I just said. NFL, miss me with the bullshit. What does that mean you find him? He's in the AFC championship game. If anything, you should have flagged it right then and there. 15 yards, replayed it down or lost it down, however you do it. 
And then Buffalo may have been in this position where they should have been. But we, you know, we can't go back and change the past. So I'm not even going to say it is what it is, but that's bullshit on the NFL's part. But looking at today's game, uh, my pick is Cincinnati in this game. Uh, I think Cincinnati, if they play a mistake-free game, because Joe Burrow has thrown, what, one interception in the last five games? So if if they can play a mistake-free game, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, you know, ball control, you know, that's my solution for everything, ball control offense. But if they can keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, they can win this game. I'll say Cincinnati 24, Kansas City 20. I, I love Kansas City. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. I just don't want to see him in the Super Bowl again. Not right now. I want some new blood in the Super Bowl. That's what I want. So Cincinnati 24, Kansas City 20. Um, Joe Burrow goes to the Super Bowl, what, in the second year? Let's have at it. Uh, 6.30 game. The Rams of L.A. hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under is 45-and-a-half. Uh, BJ talked to me about this. You know, he gave me a lot of notes for this. He talked to me about this. Uh, what was that? Friday we were talking. He says that the Rams are limiting t- ticket sales so San Francisco fans don't dominate the arena. What's wrong? They don't dominate SoFi Stadium. And he doesn't like it. I don't like it. I think that's some bullshit. You got faith in your fans. You know, but I guess I'm different because I've had my home field dominated by traveling fans, whether it be Philly, Pittsburgh, Dallas. Uh, they, they've taken over FedEx Field in recent years. But now – you worried about that in the playoffs, but your team's in the playoffs in the NFC championship game. If your fans don't show up and show out, throw the whole fan base away. Because you limiting ticket sales, don't give a damn. I, I See, my thing is, it's different when your fans don't show up or they can't show up because all the opposing fans bought all the, t- all the tickets. And then you come in there and you smash them and them opposing fans got to take that long ride back home. Real disappointed. But the Rams ain't going to win this game no way. I mean, I I, I like the Rams. I I love it that Odell Beckham and Stafford got their first playoff victories. That's good. That's real good. Cooper Cup, absolute beast. Um, But San Francisco's playing some really, really good ball. And Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo showed that they could really work. Oh, I say something about Jimmy Garoppolo. Now you want to talk. Okay, so apparently Meatloaf likes San Francisco in this game, too. Give me a score, Meatloaf. What's the score? What you say? You say 17-16, last second field goal, San Francisco? That's what I say. I say 17-16, last second field goal. Uh, I'm just I'm, – give me a Cincinnati-San Francisco uh, Super Bowl for the third time. And I think this will be the third time the charm. I think Cincinnati will win, say, a championship if it comes down to that because Cincinnati is a better team. Jamar Chase, 
there's not nobody on uh San Francisco team that can handle Jamal Chase. So, and this is not the San Francisco that most of us grew up with that would, you know, it's a foregone conclusion if they make it into the to the to the Super Bowl, it's already a win. I watched it happen five times by the time I was what, 12? Think about that. Five championships in 12 years, five appearances, five championships. That that's crazy, but it's it's true. San Francisco was a. I start talking about San Francisco, she get excited. It normally she don't get excited like that unless I'm talking about Chris Paul. But San Francisco was bred to be a powerhouse, but they're just missing one key piece. Okay. They they're missing one key piece, and it's not at quarterback. They're just missing something. And Debo Samuel was a beast. They have a good team. They're just missing one key piece to get them over that hump. I don't think they get over the hump today. And Lady C in the text window says, I agree with Meatloaf. Clap your hands. So, with that being said, give me a Cincinnati, uh, San Francisco Super Bowl. And I can't wait to come back in two weeks to talk about that. And we get that in. Because... It's no way, shape, or form. You, you, you're done? Okay. We we, we got to work on her mic skills and her transitions. She, she's not getting the transitions down. But give me San Francisco, Cincinnati, and the Super Bowl. S- Cincinnati will win. Cincinnati will win a Lamar Hunt trophy. San Francisco will win a John, uh, George Hallis trophy, but Cincinnati will walk away with the Lombardi. I mean, it's a long shot, but hey, I'm always in the long shots. That's if they don't cheat. So look out for that. Um, 3 p.m. starts the AFC Championship game. 6.30 p.m. starts the NFC Championship game. And then we'll have something to talk about for the rest of the week because I, I kind of feel like it's going to be in the vein of – Royal Rumble, where it's going to be some controversy, and I'm going to be pissed off about something. It's always something that pisses off the big guy, KG. So, you know, I'm not even going to get into it right now because I know it's coming. You know, you just you just don't get disappointed with it anymore. You just know it's coming. So, but, um, man, uh, last but not least, and here's a question. Is Tom Brady retiring or Tom Brady not retiring? Because, you know, they came out. With all this stuff of Tom Brady retiring and then all of a sudden, yes, Papa. Okay. Papa. Okay. They talk about all this stuff with Tom Brady retiring. Then his dad comes out and said he's not retiring. And a lot of people are saying, okay, TB12 is the greatest quarterback of all time. And, you know, a lot of people are basing it off of his seven championships. And the criteria has changed over the years, and it's going to continue to change as the game evolves. So Tom Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time, we love to call him the GOAT. We love to give him his flowers. And, you know, I have my, my thoughts because I believe that Johnny Unitas is the greatest quarterback of all time. 
because he was the first to do it. He was the first to do a lot, but so was Joe Namath. The first to throw for 4,000 yards was Joe Namath. first to throw for 3,000 yards was Johnny U. Um, <laughs> Lady C to say, the only retirement I'm waiting for is Goodell. <laughs> even uh, even Meatloaf got a kick out of that one. That was good. I mean, bring Paul Tagliabue back. That's who I want because like, we didn't have these problems, you know. But uh, Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time can be debatable, but it's not very – it's a good debate, and it'll always be a good debate no matter what side you stand on because you'll say, hey, he won these rings because of somebody else, but it's a team sport. He can't win by himself. He can't win by himself. So let's let's not act like he's supposed to be all-knowing and almighty and winning championships, you know, putting a team on his back. But let's just say – Tom Brady, whether he retires or not, and I hope he does come back for another year because he's showing a lot of us in that generation that are in our late 30s, 40s, that even though you're past 40, and most players ended at 40, 41, he's going on, he's 44, going on 45 and still doing it. He's pulling a George Blanda, but he's doing it and still being effective. And the, the, the more Tom Brady plays, the more respect I have for him. You know, and I, at one point in time, I couldn't stand them. I could not stand them because I'm not a, I don't like front runners. I don't like guys that win all the time. I went through that phase with, uh, I went through that phase with Kobe Bryant. I went through that phase with, uh, who else? Is that so? I went through that phase with Aaron Rodgers. I went through that phase with a lot of players that are uh, players and teams that are front runners. And, you know, they're winning all the time. I, I just, I'm not a front runner. I just be like, all right, I'm tired of seeing your face. And that's how I feel about Tom Brady. I'm tired of seeing your face, you know, in the championship. He's not there this year. This is a year that I like him. So, you know, but he's showing that at 45, you're still able to play a physical game at a high level. That is great. <laughs> Lady C says he's having brett Favre syndrome in and out yeah 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 i agree he don't know what he wanted but see the thing is he hasn't made a statement everybody else is speaking for him that's where the problem lies you can't speak for a man that has yet to make his statement that's where you can't have that at so we can't speak for tom brady i think we just got to sit on our hands and wait and see what he says, see what he does. If he does, if he waits until training camp to say, hey, I'm back, and he comes back to Tampa Bay and they roll again, okay, fine. I'm good with that. If he decides to retire in training camp, because I think he gets a bonus on Friday of $20 million. So I don't think he's going to retire before he gets that bonus. You know, some people like think about their financial future. Endorsements alone, you know, you got players that have not cashed a game check yet because of endorsements. I think Marshawn Lynch is one of them. He hasn't cashed a game check yet. So, you know, Tom Brady may be in that vein. You know, he got the endorsement with Tom's, uh, Under Armour. Um, what else do he have? Tom Brady got a lot of different stuff. Cricket. He ain't got to cash no game checks, but he's thinking about that fin financial future with that $20 million coming from the Bucks. So, you know, he got to take care of him, Giselle, and the kids, you know? So... Just a thought about that. 
but I won't say happy trails of Tom Brady until he officially comes out and it's official, official. And I thought it was official when Chef Chef the uh, uh, when he posted that it was going to happen, but obviously it's not. So we'll hold our breath and you know not too long because we'll turn blue in the face if, if this lasts too long. He does pull a Brett Favre, Lady C, where he got you know he retired this week, then next week I'm back, and then he retired again and then I'm back. We'll hold our breath until we get the official word, okay? Now. This is my last topic that I'm getting out of here. I got things to do. And I'm switching gears, jumping over to baseball. They voted for Cooperstown, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were omitted, as we knew they would be, from being voted in. It doesn't matter what you say about quote unquote the steroid era Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens before steroid allegations were Hall of Famers Barry Bonds is one of the greatest hitters of all time Roger Clemens one of the greatest pitchers of all time I don't care what he did what they did off the field because the thing is you can accuse them of using steroids but did you prove it the same way you accuse Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire of using steroids. Mark McGuire admitted that he used Andro, which was not a banned substance at the time. And what did he do? He gave him and Sammy Sosa gave us one of the greatest summers of baseball. Him, Sammy Sosa, and King Griffey, one of the greatest summers of baseball in 98. It brought a lot of fans back to the sport. But you're holding something that was accused but never found it against these guys. But if you look at their resume, their resume screams Hall of Fame. If, if I was commissioner for a day, not only would I lift the lifetime ban of Pete Rose so he could go into the Hall of Fame, Charlie Hustle, 4,000-plus hits, all-time leader in hits, one of the greatest hitters of all time, if not the greatest hitter of all time, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame while he can still smell the flowers. Same thing with Kurt Schilling, uh, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. Give them their flowers while they can smell them. This is this is unfounded. Accusations does not mean guilty. I've been accused of being an asshole, but it's never been proven. Okay, my wife just gave me that look, so I, I guess it's been proven. But accusations don't mean guilt. Okay. So you you holding on to accusations and a lot of these people that are voting on Hall of Fame, whether it be NBA, NFL, uh, or let me rephrase that, NBA slash pro basketball, uh, MLB, pro football, never even played the sport. But you can tell, you can judge somebody else's fate. Because you don't like him. Look how long Art Monk got held out of the Hall of Fame because he wasn't a flashy guy. But numbers proved 
he was that guy. Look at how they're holding Brian Mitchell, Steve Tasker, the special teams guys that did the damn thing, that did the dirty work, that didn't get the credit for it. Look how they're holding them out of the hole. You know? But you're saying Devin Hester's a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer before the rest of the special teams guys that came before him. The Mel Grays, the Reggie Robies, the Brian Mitchells, the Steve Taskers. Numbers don't lie. That's what makes you a Hall of Fame candidate. Numbers don't lie. And if you want to talk about what happened off the field, you have so many racist, bigots, alcoholics, drug users in the Hall of Fame, each Hall of Fame right now, but you're not trying to take them out once you find out what they did off the field. So accusations should not keep a great player, any great player, out of the Hall of Fame, whether you like them or not. Numbers do not fucking lie. Before Barry Bonds went on a home run tear to get the 762. If you take all those home runs away, he was one of, and I know he's at more than 762, but if you take away 762 of his home runs, and I read a stat, they said his on-base percentage would still be 384. Big Poppy career on-base percentage is 380. Oh, hands up. You all right? His own base percentage is still higher than Big Poppy. And, no, he's at 762 home runs. 200, I'm sorry, 2,935 hits. 1,000, okay, okay. 1,996 RBIs. Barry Bonds was a sweet-hitting mother you-know-what. And Meatloaf is going to leave the studio. See you later. Call me. We'll do lunch. A stadio. Because it's a stadium and a studio. You know, we got we got a lot going on here. So, Barry Bonds is a sweet hitting, you know what. And, you know, Tony Gwynn's uh, son said that Barry Bonds and his dad, Tony Gwynn, would sit down and talk about the science of hitting. And that's one thing Tony Gwynn could do. Tony Gwynn could hit, could hit, could hit, could hit. Oh, my God. I, I just, I loved watching Tony Gwynn at the plate. I loved it. I mean, you you just sat there and it was just like a show. And he has his videos on on, on YouTube and, and, and Facebook of Tony Gwynn talking about hitting bj sent me one about pete rose talking about hitting and it's just you sit there and you listen to the sweet science of getting a hit like i would love to have if it was possible i mean heaven doesn't have a phone and they don't do zooms to heaven but to hear barry bonds pete rose and tony gwynn sit down and, and just talk about not home run hitting, but just the sweet science of hitting. You just got a round table of all the greatest hitters talking about hitting. That's the conversation. We always talk about conversations that could last for hours. That's a round table that could last for days. 
when you got somebody that knows about the sweet science, they have the numbers to prove it. There's no reason why they should be left out of the Hall of Fame. Accusations. There, Barry Bonds was never convicted of doing anything illegal. He was accused, but never convicted. See, that's the difference. I can accuse you all day long, but if you're never convicted, are you guilty? Same thing with Roger Clemens. I can accuse you all day long, but are you guilty? That's just my thing. My whole thing right there. You know, it, it, it's sad to see that you'll let anybody into these Hall of Fames except the people that deserve to be there. You're putting anybody in, in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, in the Naismith Hall of Fame. You're putting anybody there. The only one that has a, a, a stringent policy is the FIBA Hall of Fame. You know, the NFL Hall of Fame, oh, I'm sorry, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, they, they're trying to right wrongs from years ago, but it's not really working because you're just throwing anybody in, the, in these Hall of Fames. No way in four hills Tony Baselli shouldn't be a Hall of Famer by now. He was one of the best left tackles for seven years running. But you're putting guys in that weren't. I mean, yeah, he had injury problems, but you show me an offensive lineman that didn't have injury problems, but his injury problems ended his career. But he was the best at what he did for seven straight years. He was the best left tackle. You got guys like Joe Jacoby. Uh, 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 Russ Grimm is in, but you got guys like Joe Jacoby, Mark May. You got the Hogs, period. And I always said the Hogs should go in as a unit. Everybody should get their own bus because they were one. They were the the architect of these new uh, 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 offensive lines. Joe Bugle, Boss Hog himself, should have his own bus because of what they contributed to the game. But because they weren't sexy, they're not voted in. If you look at the numbers, Gary Clark should be voted in. And I'm just naming people. I'm not trying to be biased to my Washington football team, Washington Redskins fam. But these are guys that's coming off the top of my head. Like I said earlier, Steve Tasker should be in. Earl Moore, who, in my opinion, is the greatest backup quarterback of all time. And Frank Reich is the number two greatest backup quarterback of all time. They should have a special place in the Hall of Fame for what they were able to do to come off the bench and roll and the team never miss a beat. I've never seen backup quarterbacks do that. But it's so much bias and hate because of public opinion. These guys never get their flowers. And I'm, I'm afraid that Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, all the guys, the quote-unquote steroid era, they're never going to get their flowers. They're never going to get that call from Cooperstown. Just like it's a lot of guys that's not going to get that call from Canton that deserve that knock on the door. They deserve to hear that. They deserve to hear that because their numbers, the career that they've led, proves 
that they, they belong in the Hall of Fame. I can go on and on. I can go on and on, man. But it, it, it's no point. Because my words, they have no weight. I'll never be able to change Hall of Fame committee's minds, but I'm not the only one that feels like this. I'm not the only one that feels like this. You telling me that we can't get a Hall of Fame inductions right. We can't put the people that belong to be there. that's supposed to be there because they have the numbers. But yet you tell me that guys that have some subpar numbers or they came after a guy and broke his records. He can go in, but the guy's records that he broke can't go in. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at the timer. It's at 29 minutes, 13 seconds. I'm going to go ahead and jump off here. Y'all enjoy NFL Championship Sunday. Don't forget, AFC Championship is at 3. The NFC Championship is at 6.30. Go Bengals. Go Niners. Uh, we'll come back and talk about this sometime later on this week. Talk about the Super Bowl matchup, uh, the history of it. I may even, without no studying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. I may sit down, not only name from Super Bowl one to whatever Super Bowl we're on now, 59,000, whatever, from one to now, name the score of every game and every MVP. Off the top of my head. Let's see if I still got it. Let's see if I still got it. So I, I, I may have to do that with no studying because I don't have to study. I know. But let's see if I can still do that. But as of now, let's go ahead and end it here. Y'all enjoy your, your football Sunday. I'm going to enjoy mine. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Until next time, because I'm the big guy KG. And I don't do no overtime. I am out of here.